Hello and welcome to Africa Science Focus, the weekly show that explores science and development in action across Africa. I'm Sally Amutabi. Labia stretching, also called labia minora elongation or LME, is known to most women in sub-Saharan Africa. It is the act of lengthening the inner labia and with many cultures insisting on elongation, the practice remains common in Eastern and Southern Africa. But it also remains controversial. For some, labia pulling is an expression of tradition. But others condemn the practice as female genital mutilation and a violation of girls' and women's human rights. Our reporter Njenje Chizu in Zambia investigates the tensions surrounding this issue. Uh, Dr. Swabi Macha is my name. I'm a consultant obstetrician, gynecologist practicing currently at the University Teaching Hospital, Women and Newborn Hospital in Osaka, Zambia. Regarding uh, labio minola elongation, for short LME, the practice is secretly done on young girls around puberty. And I would say that they've been more like kept to the womenhood. They tend to like protect that culture from exposure to other to outsiders and involves gradual manual stretching of the inner lips of the woman's private parts. So there is gradual stretching. It's a form of female genital modification practiced in some parts of sub-Saharan Africa. Dr. Swebi Macha describing labia minora elongation. Agreeing on a definition for the practice has caused much controversy. The practice has been under scrutiny for at least a decade. But earlier this year, Uganda's Minister of Gender and Cultural Affairs, Peace Mutuzo, called labia pulling female genital mutilation or FGM. FGM has four classifications under the World Health Organization. The first three refer to practices that involve cutting, while the fourth category includes all other harmful procedures for non-medical purposes. Labia pulling is not specifically mentioned in this fourth category, and some advocate that it should be considered genital modification, the same term used by Dr. Swebi Macha. Now there is a perceived sexual pleasure both for male and female and it's also a rite of passage into adulthood, some of the writing groups in sub-Saharan Africa. Now, when you look at it, medically, we have not proved that cause any sexual pleasure, but the area that they are stretching is actually area where there are a lot of male endings. There is also a lot of what we call as connective tissues, which tend to get stimulated or engorged during uh, sexual excitement. To better understand labia pulling, our reporter Njenje spoke to Foster Muti in Zambia, who chose to participate in the practice. Foster believes that labia stretching is an important part 
of her African heritage, something that others have no right to judge. Okay, uh, thank you so much, Nyenje, for inviting me to your interview. And I'm really humbled. My name is Foster Muti. In our local language, they normally call it Malibi. For me, I, I, I was aware and I was taught when I was in my teen stage by my friends and even sometimes your aunties would just tell you indirectly. They would just say, do you go and play with your friend? Then you ask like where? Like you need to ask your friend. There they can go in their girls' bedrooms. They start pulling with their friends. And um, the reason why it pains, because most of uh, girls, they use different methods of making them pull because sometimes they, they, they have so much pressure, like they want them to be longer. Especially if maybe in the group of your circle, you have girls who have maybe longer ones, even you'll be pressured like ah, even me. I, I need them to be longer. But as you go forward, as you keep on pulling, like maybe three to four days, then the pain goes. So it's different to the to the uh, FGMI for circumcision. This one is just like you're just pulling your skin. You're trying to make a skin longer. Girls can be subjected to family and social pressure to engage in labia pulling from a young age. The role of an instructor often falls to a community auntie who is traditionally responsible for teaching girls about sex and reproductive issues but it has also been documented in schools. Foster says that in Zambia her friends use the substance to promote stretching. Okay so the concoction is very simple. For the charcoal you just mix it with Vaseline to make it more moisturized so that you don't get some some sores or bristles because you want to make the rabias have a certain color, not just maybe pink or something, but it goes together with your skin, skin color. And others, when they are very small, they tend to use um, the leaves. I don't know if you know msekese tree. There's a leaf and a stem, so you tend to put the labias inside. Then when they get swollen, that's when they say it gets longer because it's part of our culture. In our culture, we believe a man can't just go direct and have sex with a woman. Traditionally, they have to play with those labias. So you find a man, before they engage themselves into sexual intercourse, they will start playing with those labias. In Zambia especially, they chat about these issues. Does your woman have this? Does your woman, did they do these things like that? They ask each other. So you find maybe a man didn't go through that phase. They will go back and say, you didn't teach this woman. So they have to maybe take that woman back to their relative to say, like, she needs to do these kind of things. Like, she needs to poo. And some, it works out. As long as they have their own matron, they go and start pulling. It's never too late. You can pull even at the age of 30 or 40. Then what happens if you didn't want to go back and be pulled? So that's a choice. I, I believe it's a choice. If you want, you can. If you know, like, okay, it's a benefit for you. Where it is practiced, labia pulling is part of the broad teachings about marriage and womanhood that girls receive from their elders. Girls are taught how to perform household shows and behave in public, and they learn about menstrual hygiene. The focus on labia stretching 
can be included in lessons on how to please men sexually. Many women believe it's necessary to keep their husbands faithful. Uh, do you think at some point you undergo through the same ceremony and the teachings? Are you up for it? Yes, of course. Being an African woman and a beautiful woman who is beautiful inside and out, like I treasure my mom's culture because culture is not everything that's bad. So for the pulling, for me, I don't see something that is really like bad to do that. And moreover, most of the girls, they don't pull when they are older. They put that when they are younger, especially in the teenage stage. So for me, I feel like I've already passed that stage of pulling. I already did it when I was younger. Foster believes that she has the right to alter her own body and so do those who oppose labia stretching. This is Mwenya. Greetings. My name is Mwenya Chiti. I'm the executive director for Pakama Africa. At Pakama Africa, our core value is uh, advancing and advocating for sexual and productive health and rights for the young women and the girls. Well, the biggest challenge that's there is, uh, you see, it's considered culture. And as we all know, culture is something that has been practiced for quite a while. It's not something that, you know, you can just change instantly. But what we're doing is we're creating messages the key messages that are centered on advocating for people to understand, to say, we have the right to our body autonomy. You know, we have the right to decide what should be done to our bodies. There's a conflict. So here's a young person who is not interested, who does not want, but because by virtue of being female, they are forced to undergo this initiation. During marriage preparations, most cultures would consider it mandatory. The, the other challenge that says uh, for the young men out there or even the older men, the men that know about this, when the moment they discover this female does not have this, they begin to bully them, they begin to torture them. And then others, it's actually they're being tortured physically because it's done against their will. I believe... Um, if it's an issue of sexual pleasure, it's between the two people. The two people must communicate how they want to satisfy each other. So if we're going to talk about this uh, initiation being mandatory, what happens to the rights of the, the woman? What happens to this young woman who does not want to undergo this process? But then because it's tradition, because it's culture, because it's been practiced for many years, people are still going through this process. So you find that sometimes there isn't even a proper explanation as to why this should be done. Well, some women who participate in the tradition, such as Foster, believe that each girl has the right to choose. Mwenye says that the young women are manipulated and ultimately given because of social pressure. Dr. Swaby thinks that further research is needed to better understand the health and physical impacts of labia minora elongation. Previously, uh, I wouldn't say that we have ignored it. Most of these practices are secretly done to young girls coming out of age. But that research has mainly been from the social sciences, understanding why it is being practiced. So what research is needed now is from medical point of view. Dr. Swebi Macha, finishing our report on the controversial issue of labia pulling.
before we go, we have time to hear from one of our listeners. My name is Natasha Mambazi and I want to find out from you what are the major causes of climatic changes in Zambia. Alright, so my name is Mlenga Sampa, an environmental health technologist. Yeah, so I'll start with copper. When copper is being produced, uh, there is a toxic substance that comes out of it, which is known as sulfur. It's uh, emitted in form of a gas. So uh, when this sulfur dioxide mixes with the natural hair, causes uh, acid rain. There is also coal. Coal also produces carbon dioxide. And then when carbon dioxide is released into the atmosphere, it's also a very toxic gas and it disturbs the climate. Yeah, you find that most of uh, the crops in Frida that they fail to grow well because of uh, the emissions of coal and other gases. Then the other thing is there's what is known as the Chitemene system. The Chitemene system is a system where trees are cut down on a large scale. They are used for for farming. The trees help uh, the carbon dioxide to to be absorbed. But then if trees are cut down, you find that it's difficult for uh, the carbon dioxide that is produced from the coal to be absorbed. Thanks to our listener, Natasha Mumbazi and Mulenga Sampa, an environmental health technologist. Do you have a question that you'd like to hear answered on our program? Send us a text or voice message on WhatsApp to plus two five four seven nine nine zero four two five one three. You can subscribe to our program, download episodes, and leave a review at www.sidev.net. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis. The editor was Jackie Parafotoye, and the reporter was Jenje Chizu. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you next Wednesday. This program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Grant Program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. <laughs>